Today's featured character is Alora Donnan. Fear. So this Alora Donnan, uh, you might now be more aware of her because she is from the 1988 fantasy film Willow, and now that amazing movie has become a TV show that was just released on Disney Plus. So you can go and see the first two episodes are up there to watch. And it is now a continuation of the movie. So Alora is from the original film and she is just an itty bitty baby because there is an evil queen that rules over the land and there's a prophecy of a girl that would be born who would bring about that evil queen's downfall. So she had all the babies like murdered basically, or she imprisoned their mothers and uh, yeah, they, I guess it was supposed to have a birthmark, the baby. So they didn't murder everyone, but they imprisoned all the mothers and looked for this birthmark. And so only when they found the baby with the birthmark did they try to murder her. <laughs> because she can't go. be around. This is unacceptable. <laughs> um, but luckily her mother convinced a midwife to smuggle her out. And the mother and midwife died to keep her safe. The little baby floated downstream just like Moses and found her way to some little people in the woods. And they were known as their kind of race of people in this is the Nelwins. And that is where we meet Willow Offgood. It's like almost like of Fred and all those horrible names that they give to people in um, what's it called? The Handmaid's Tale, but not, it's not. Of good is a good thing. Um, and anyways, he becomes her protector, kind of reluctantly, but he also becomes a powerful sorcerer in the meantime and goes on a great adventure to really um, save Alora and destroy the evil queen. So now when you tune in to the new Willow series, it's now 20 years later and new adventures are happening and we get to meet Alora, Dannon, all grown up. Some fun facts I think is the fact that she was played by so many babies. She was played by seven different babies because when they were in New Zealand, um, they had like one, two, three babies playing her there. When they were in Marin County, they had a different baby playing there. And then also they started with two twin infants that were playing her, but apparently they grew too large for the props that held them on Warwick Davis's back. Oh. <laughs> so those babies were retired. They don't need those babies anymore. And if there were dangerous scenes, I guess instead they would use a 13-pound animatronics baby with a remote-controlled movable head and mouth, which sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to share a little bit about that and say, watch the show. It's so good. It is. I really liked um, our friend Natasha was telling me that she has a friend who had a baby and named the baby Alora. And she's like, oh, what a pretty name. Is that after Willow? And she was like, what's that? She's like, <laughs> then where did you get the name Alora from if it's <laughs> yeah. not from Willow? You just thought of it? <laughs> it's a very pretty name. Maybe she's just very creative. Or maybe she watched it as a child and just somehow it was stored in the back of her brain. 
and completely forgot and just came out in the baby's name. That makes the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello and welcome to the marvelous galaxy of Disney. My name is Sean. I'm Alan. And if you don't I'm recognize Dad. this beautiful oh. siren song of a voice, <laughs> it's because she hasn't been here in like three years. Hi. Hi, it's me, Rachel. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. Virtually. How's, I'm back virtually. Yes. And you're in Scotland still? Yes, so I'm still in Scotland. Um, I spent the first couple weeks with my friend in her flat in Mm -hmm. Glasgow, uh, which was a little bit challenging because there were three of us like sharing a two-bed place. So um, it was very crowded all the time, and there was like never the opportunity. And so you could only really get good internet in the living room And in the bedrooms, you couldn't. So I couldn't even close myself in a bedroom to, like, get, you know, privacy to, like, get on the computer and do this. So I had to give up because it's, like, people around me all the time. And so now I'm in the new place, which is house-sitting in the middle of the countryside of Scotland. And I have all of the alone time. And I think after being really social for three weeks straight, I'm just like, huh. I don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> except for you guys. Except for Sean and Ellen. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very happy to have you back, Rachel. The show's not the same without you. It's just so sad. <laughs> but I feel very behind in certain things. Like, I still haven't seen Tr- Strange World because apparently there are no, no like, theaters near me now. When I was in Glasgow, they were there, and I did manage to see uh, what's Black Panther. So be proud of me. I saw that one like two weeks. I'm proud of you. Late. <laughs> Not you proud should. of you anymore. <laughs> well, I got to it as soon as I re- so like I don't have TV here, and they don't have advertisements up and about. So all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that movie is out!" I didn't realize. <laughs> and tell our listeners what you liked about it. Um, I liked Namor. Namor mm. is wonderful. Um, mm. and I liked the women power aspect of it. I do feel like it could have been a half hour shorter. Um, but yeah, it was really good and it was beautiful. How stunningly beautiful are all like the costumes and the kind of ceremonies that they create. It was really good. Yeah, and they do have those costumes at California Adventure right now in the Avengers store. And those people who wore those costumes are tiny. They are tiny people (laughs) with tiny body parts. (laughs) I will say, um, I always forget her name. Shuri? Shuri. Um, Anytime she was on stage, on stage, on camera, in her Black Panther thing, I was like, you are will break. You are too skinny. You're going to break in half. Like, how can you like push someone though? How is your arm not just snapping with how skinny it is? (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> it really accentuated it, too. It accentuated yeah. how skinny she was. <laughs> and she but cut it was off amazing. my man's uh, foot wing. <laughs> she did. I found that part, like, really uncomfortable. Like, ow. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just, like... He lost a body part. Did it grow back afterwards? Or is he forever going to be missing a body part? Oh, yeah. I was very disturbed by that part. I don't know why I found it really like, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry if we gave that away, but the movie's been out for over yeah. a month. so <laughs> If they haven't seen it by now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into our Disney first. Disney. 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 So first off, this is very important that we do this first because Favorites, Alan has never seen Willow. <laughs> so we watched it the day before this show came out mm-hmm. and I wanted to get your thoughts. I'm glad I saw it before the actual Willow, the the. 2022 willow version because i did enjoy it at the time i watched it um it's a great storyline and i'm glad i watched it um but i will say that this current version is way better um (laughs) i don't i mean there's just a lot more like comedic scenes and it's just more magical than i thought the first one was but i still enjoyed the first one i'm glad i watched it yay Okay. Yeah, I I could agree. Like, I watched Willow a lot growing up, but it definitely has that feel of, like, an 80s fantasy movie where it's, like, long and sprawling and not always, like, action-y. And, like, the show did a really good job of keeping the same feel, but making it a little more funny and a little more action-y to update to the times. I do, like, not Willow's people, but the little guys (laughs) that you can tell are acting in front of a green screen. Um, (laughs) Those guys are other voices. (laughs) Cool. High quality. And we'll we'll have more on Willow at the end in our spoiler section. So we'll just say how much we like it now, but we'll talk about it more. Litor. Yeah. Now that we don't have to talk about Andor anymore. (laughs) You guys, I still haven't finished watching that. (laughs) I'm like, I think I only got three or four episodes in before I just stopped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one movie that Rachel's so excited about. She never stops talking about this franchise, Night at the Museum. <laughs> I love this movie so much. <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. Yeah, I like the fun. second a, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good concept. I like to think that things come alive at night at the museum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Toy Story before yeah. a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you listed this, I was like, this isn't Disney. And then I was like, oh, (laughs) I see. Apparently we own this now. (laughs) Yeah. So Night at the Museum is not continuing as a live action. This is actually going to be an animated feature under Disney. It's coming straight to Disney+. Plus. But we've got some, like, really cool voice actors in it. We've got Julian Jacobs, who we know from Community. Oh, yeah. And then she's Erica. We have, have you heard of Zachary Levi, Rachel? <gasps> I have heard a little bit about him. I like him a little bit. 
yeah, most people know him now as uh, Shazam, but we knew him from earlier and other things, including the voice of one of the sexiest Disney men. <laughs> yes, Flynn Rasputin. <laughs> we also have Steve Zahn, isn't it, as Jebediah, who's a miniature mm. cowboy. Uh-oh. Yeah, and Dee Bradley Baker as Dexter, a stuffed capuchin monkey. So he's really famous for doing voices, so... I'm sure he'll be really good in it. But like Alan, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, like Alan Tudyk. <laughs> my <laughs> beloved. Not in it. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to be my featured character. It's just <laughs> not <good>. any <laughs> of the specific characters. It will just be Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just him. <laughs> um, this comes out December 9th. It's only 79 minutes. I think it's going to be a fun watch. It's called Night at the Museum. Common Raw Rises Again. Hmm. Cool. Exciting. Cool. Yeah, but not as exciting as this next movie franchise. Rachel will not shut up about <laughs> Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited for it. Even if they retire him, I'm fine with them retiring him. I'm fine with it. I love him. He's also very old now. He's so yeah. old. What? He's gonna like <laughs> break a hip while trying to steal things. Like you should fight with Shuri. Yeah, <laughs> he can beat Shuri. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually the preview they showed us at D twenty three. Did you get a chance to watch the new preview, Rachel? I didn't realize that a new preview was out, so I'm gonna have oh. to go watch it. Tell me about it. Yes. So um, it's the name has been revealed because when we saw the preview at D23, it was just Indiana Jones. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if they're focusing more on the character. <laughs> but they just didn't tell us yet. It's and the Dial of Destiny, which has now been revealed. Um, Sala from Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is back. And he's the one who kind of gets Indy into this mess because Indy is The guy is from reluctant. the right. Well, right? He's yeah, in the yeah. Ride. Yep. Yeah, friends. <laughs> I've invented this seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it looks like um, he's pairing up with the younger actress who he does make a comment during the preview that she's his um, goddaughter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know mm-hmm. if like, because it'd be weird because um, Shia LaBeouf was his son in Indy 4. So it'd be weird if he had, like, a long-lost daughter as well. (laughs) One can't have multiple long-lost babies. But apparently, I mean, if he was going around with all these different girls, I mean, maybe. (laughs) That's true. It could be Willie's daughter. I love Willie. (laughs) Yes! Winning! (laughs) Did you catch when Shuri made a comment about Willie in Black Panther? (laughs) No! She said something like uh, something about your American actresses, like the blonde lady from Indiana Jones or something like that. I was like, she's talking about Willie. <laughs> we love Willie. <laughs> We're the We're only, the only ones. ones. <laughs> so, um, some of the things I like is in this one, it seems like we're going underwater for some sort of underwater treasure, which we haven't done yet with Indy. Mm-hmm. Lots of it looks like submarine action. And there's this one part where he does, like, some crazy whip moves. And he's, like, basically, like, bring it on, you guys. So everybody in the room pulls their guns. So I thought that was funny as, like, a reversal of what we're used to with the guy with the whip or the sword. And then Indy shoots him. It's kind of the reversal of that. 
Nice. Yay. Yeah, and the the uh, writer did say at D23 that he loves the original trilogy and he wanted to make this as much of like a throwback for fans. Like, it, he, they kind of talked in nice ways about like, we want to make this less like four because everybody hated four <laughs> and more like the originals. So I think that's what yeah. we'll get. I think I part really of the problem. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think part no, of the problem with four is that they used like too much CGI. Like Indiana Jones was always super practical effects because he's going into these really ancient like temples and stuff. And then in that one, suddenly they're like, here's ridiculous ants that have been CGI <laughs> and swinging with monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that part was so weird. <laughs> Still fun, but weird. <laughs> yeah. I just really hope that they do a good job with this. And I guess it's probably because we saw like Harrison Ford talk about it at D23, but like he just seems so like, I don't know. He was very emotional when he was talking about this movie. So just for his sake and knowing that this is, this might be his last movie. Like I hope they do it justice mostly for him, mm-hmm. but it won't be because he's Thunderbolt Ross, but that's not Indiana Jones. I know it's probably his, <laughs> yeah, he made a joke about, well, like if I come, ah, what, who am I kidding? I'm not coming back <laughs> yeah. for you guys. I'm not falling down again for you guys. So this will probably be his last one. Yeah. <laughs> good. He's worked good and hard. I think it's time that we let him retire this role and know that there can be other awesome adventurers. Mm-hmm. Even if whoever takes up the mantle is female or black or Indian, no matter what, we can all love and accept whoever takes up the mantle because it's a magical universe and we just want to see more of it. Yeah. Done yes. well. Yes. Cool. Well, if anybody has a problem with that, I'm sure you'll go to social media to complain about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i love this so, it's funny because we were talking sean and i were talking about this show like um the the santa clauses and i'm um, just like should we watch this like we're not super excited <laughs> about it but after seeing this article i think we are gonna watch it so there's a scene in uh the santa clauses where santa you know flies out and then all the elves have like letters and they it's supposed to spell out we love you, or yeah, we love you, Santa. But one of the kids switched letters, so it said, "We love you, Satan." And Yay! now people—it's <laughs> just you know, a funny joke. But now people are taking it a bit serious and saying that, "Oh, here's Disney trying to, you know, push their woke agenda, saying that we love you, Satan." But it was just a harmless joke, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let I, the kids be bad spellers. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Well, and it's funny how much, like, Satan is looked at, like, Voldemort. Like, we can't even mention him. We can't even talk about him. We can't even joke about him because he's that evil that he's going to strike you down even for making a joke about him. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. The uh, worst. I, I was wondering. Funny. I was wondering why we weren't getting any spoiler-filled reviews of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you weren't well, even excited. Well, now we will. we will, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I don't know how to segue to this <laughs> something something Oswald yeah. speaking of Satan no just kidding um, oh, wow <laughs> so Oswald if you don't know he is one of Walt Disney's original um, yeah original 
cartoon characters, and it's exciting because Oswald is getting his own short, which uh, he was last seen 95 years ago when Disney uh, sold him off. Um, it, it is only a little over a bit about over a minute, <laughs> but it's still cool to see him, you know, um, in today's kind of animation style. It is still in black and white, though, which is kind of cool. And yeah, it's basically Oswald. He goes to a movie theater to watch a movie and he falls in love with the character in the screen and he tries to find a way to jump in the screen to meet her. Um, so then he can get lucky because he's the lucky rabbit. Yeah. This is a family show. <laughs> oh, wait until you see the next piece of news. <laughs> Talking about getting lucky. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So check it out. You know what's funny is um, I love how I feel like what made Oswald relevant again was the video game Epic Mickey, mm. where Oswald's yeah. the villain because he's jealous that he's Mickey's big brother, but Mickey gets all the attention. Yeah. But in the end, they like become friends and team up in the second one. So I love that like we see through different media these things become relevant. Yeah. Kind of like my theory that Spider-Gwen is a thing because of uh, what's-her-name playing Gwen Stacy in the Andrew <laughs> Garfield movies. Mm. I can't remember her name right now. Emma Stone? Emma Stone, uh, yeah. yeah. So I just love how media influences, you know, who we know and yeah. the characters that we see. Yeah. Speaking of getting lucky. <laughs> Speaking of that. So apparently in September um, at D23 Expo, there were some ears, uh, both Mickey ears and mini ears that were sold. They are in honor of the 100 Disney 100 year platinum celebration. And basically, I guess the idea is that the ears are dripping in platinum um but they got a little bit of a funny response from social media because of the description that they had listed for them so you look at them and it's like dripping silver liquid off these ears and the initial product description for the mini mouse ears read Minnie is dripping with excitement <laughs> as she celebrates <laughs> the centenary of the Walt Disney Company in her typically fashionable style with this ear headband. And so people were really quick to like highlight the drippingness and that she was dripping with excitement. And they're like, this does not necessarily look like platinum um it does not yeah it does not um and memes were made um and so they kind of went away for a little while they were only there at d23 but they have updated the descriptions to be a little bit less uh sexy <laughs> and they're going to be going back on sale so um it's going to be on Shop Disney, I believe, that they're going on sale to purchase. Um, so not necessarily in the park, but um, they're going to be putting them there, and we expect them to go quickly. So if you really want to get yourself some sexy ears, we do. get we ready do. for that. <laughs> they're pretty expensive, yeah. too. Yeah, they're hugely expensive. Um, what were they, like a hundred and... 70 or yes, something for the mickey years it's 195 and the mini oh is, we don't uh, 175 
I remember yes. seeing those at D23 and yeah. being like, who would pay that much? It's not even a great design. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they're even going to utilize a virtual queue system and purchase wow. limits to avoid resellers. So. Wow. Get excited. Mini I is. I want to know, like, <laughs> how did this get through the cracks? Like, yeah. she's dripping with an excitement, and it's, like, white drippings on them. I'm like, come on, this is very obvious. <laughs> I don't know. Someone, I feel like someone put it in there a little cheekily, and uh, just the higher-ups maybe didn't catch it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Someone like their me. mistake is our fun joke. To make fun yeah. of. <laughs> well, let's move over to our very thin. It's very thin this later part oh. of the year. Oh, what we still have one more. We still have one more. What about yeah. it? Who cares? Wow. Well, it's 30 <laughs> years old. It's going to be 30 years old. Um, it's So Beauty and the Beast is coming back for a celebration on ABC. Um, and they're going to retelecast the movie, but they will have Josh Groban and her singing all the songs or singing Beasts and Bells uh, roles throughout the movie, which is cool. So it's kind of like their annual like musical kind of uh, thing that they do, um, I think, like once every few years. Um, but this is going on ABC December 15th, and then it's going to the next day on Disney Plus the following. So if you don't watch broadcast TV, you're, you're able to stream it after that. But very exciting. I'm really curious to see how they kind of do this whole thing and honor um, this movie. But, yeah, very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I do love being the beast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our very thin galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> galaxy, galaxy, galaxy. 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 We'll start with some bad news. Oh, no. Oh, bad news. Why is this bad news? Wasn't it delayed? Oh, I don't know. I I thought they hadn't released a date yet. Oh, yeah. Mandalorian Season 3, I just got word that it got delayed. Oh, like even more updated from the March 1st date? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought oh. that's what this one was about. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I haven't seen the one about the delay. I have the one on because yesterday, or I think a couple days before yesterday, they announced that it was going to come out on March 1st, 2023. So they already delayed it days after announcing it. Oh, so, yeah, it's been delayed to March 1st. Okay, well, none of us knew this was delayed because they never told us what day it was coming out. They just said it was coming out in early 2023 <laughs> previously. But at there was a big panel at CCXP in Brazil, which I guess I believe is their kind of Comic-Con down there. And so they announced the March 1st date. And then also both John Favreau and Pedro Pascal really teased a lot of big surprises in the Mandalorian season three. They kind of talked about how they were really proud, how they'd had, like they kept Grogu a secret until he was revealed in the first episode. And uh, Luke Skywalker in season two was pretty much kept secret as long as you watched it immediately as it came out and didn't have your phone alert you of things. Um, Show you a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they 
we're really teasing the audience saying that the scope of it, the show is getting bigger and that they're planning some really good space battles for the coming season. Um, there's going to be a lot more Mandalorians in the picture and they're going to go to the planet of Mandalore, which they've been talking about for a long time. And because they're going to the planet, you're going to learn a lot more about the Mandalorian culture and, yeah, so they're really excited. They feel like it's been a really ambitious season, and they think we're all going to be really excited. So that was it. That was the surprises. <laughs> well, the show's been nothing but great so far. So, yeah, I can't wait. I, everything that um, David Filoni's had his hand in with John Favreau, it's just been amazing. And the way it ties back to the cartoons and kind of like, if you've watched everything, you're rewarded. But if you haven't, you can still play along. Like, it's just so great. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for this. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like the original, they didn't say a specific date, but they had said February was release time. But then it just uh-huh. shifted to March 1st, which mm-hmm. is not too far away from <laughs> February. So One day later <laughs> than <Yeah>. February. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking of fun adventures in star wars and that was a horrible transition but anyways because all of them are so good (laughs) i know that one was particularly good um so disney plus is going to be making star wars history with the acolytes groundbreaking story and so what this is all about is that it's been revealed to us that the acolyte is going to be really completely from the perspective of the Sith. So a lot of the things that we've walked, watched has really been from the perspective of the heroes and the Jedis and um, kind of the people that are the good people. Um, but the Acolyte is really going to be Sith central. And um, they've also let you know that it's set to happen 100 years before the prequel movies. And it's going to show how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. So completely Sith-led story, which has never been done before. And yeah, like it sounds like they're really excited about making it and really excited to kind of be the first thing. Like I think we had games, like there was that really fun game where you kind of became dark and got to zap people with force lightning. Um, But now we get The force unleashed. Yes that one um but now we get to uh see kind of an actual moot or not movie because it's a tv show but like they make it very cinematic their tv shows um from the perspective of how the sith start taking over and getting in on the jedi yeah that sounds really cool i didn't know that's what it was gonna be about but like i'm here for it especially because people are very excited to have the before times of Star Wars explored because we've seen that in books and comics, but never really, and in video games, but never really like acted out, like you said, in a TV show or movie. So people are very excited and clamoring for this this era to be visited. Yeah. Cool. And that's well, all our news in Galaxy. <laughs> that's all our Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> let's move over to Marvelous. 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 
Man. Speaking of marvelous, the Extreme X-Men are back. So this was in the early 2000s. They had the Extreme X-Men books, which featured more of like a team of Psylocke, Storm, Bishop, some of the more like heavy hitters, like going out as their own team and taking on like the more extreme missions. The other reason why this is a big deal is uh, just like the original Extreme X-Men in the early 2000s, this is written by Chris Claremont. Would you oh, like to I know, know that Sean's name. excited? <laughs> <laughs> he is excited. He's actually kind of not, and here's why. <laughs> Chris, Chris Claremont, I, I, some people may throw eggs at me for saying this, but he's a legend in his own right because he made New Mutants, he did the Phoenix Saga, he introduced some characters that nobody likes, like uh, Gambit and Rogue and Mystique. <laughs> he only makes good <laughs> <Jubilee>. choices. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about Chris Claremont's writing, in my opinion, is it was really good for its time in like the 80s and 90s. But mm. he's kind of stayed the same in his writing, where I feel like a lot of comics have moved on and like become a little more political and interwoven into like the daily lives of people. Whereas his are still kind of stuck in that time period. So I read Extreme X-Men. I'm really excited to read these new ones. But yeah, I'll just leave it there. I'm still going to read them. I love Chris Claremont. But I'm not super excited for these. <laughs> All right. Do we fair have any more eggs in the fridge? Wow. No, we have to go to the store. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel. <laughs> oh, wait. Speaking we're in the Marvel section. Yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, that was as good as my speaking of exciting Star Wars adventures <laughs> transition. Um, yes. So as we all know, uh, due to the changeover, the amazing, wonderful changeover that happened last week um, with new leadership in place, Disney is restructuring. And so this is starting to raise um, conversations around whether or not Marvel will also be having a restructuring and this kind of comes from the fact that apparently everyone is upset with how phase four of marvel has gone i still don't understand people but apparently they like don't like phase four and that is really seen as a problem and some people say hey it's like due to the pacing because with the first phases they released like 20 movies, but over like 10 years. And now this last one has only been like four years or something and has been even more movies that have been released and projects that have been released. So people are like, hey, you're putting out too much too fast and saying that there needs to be better quality control, which I think the quality is perfectly fine. I'm having fun. <laughs> but yeah. there is discussion going around with, the fact that all um, them coming back and Disney going under restructuring that they might look at the lineup for phases five and six, and there might be some reworking of those. Um, no, to, I, know. I know, which like, I don't know what you would leave out of these. Like I'm so excited about everything that's coming out. Like, okay, you can leave out blade, I guess. I'm not excited about Blade, but that's only because I have no connection to his character. 
There are other characters I don't have connections to, like Ironheart, that I am excited about because I really appreciated her in Black Panther. But, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I think, if anything, they should leave the movies alone. I'm even going to, like, I hate myself for saying this if they ever actually did this, but maybe they shouldn't say the lineup that's coming out. Maybe they should just do, like, the next few movies at a time because people complain the more information you give them. But uh, I don't think they should touch the movies, but I think, if anything, as much as I love the TV shows, I can see how for the average Joe it is a lot keeping up with all the shows. I could see them scaling back on the shows coming out, but... I don't know. I just think Disney Plus is spending so much money putting out shows and then whining that, like, they're not getting viewership. So, like, do something different, Disney. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with some of the shows like Miss Marvel and um, She-Hulk, where there were very short episodes, or especially She-Hulk, I should say, very short episodes and, like, not that many episodes. Like, we want more. (laughs) Like, if they could just kind of focus the number of... um, series that comes out but expand more on those characters would be like mm-hmm. preferable for me anyways yeah, yeah. and i yeah. think another crazy thing is like how big of a um gap there is between loki season one and loki season two like loki mm-hmm. that show was hugely successful like everyone loved that show and then they're like and now that's just gonna go to sleep for a couple of years <laughs> Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I I don't feel like they're necessarily feeding the successes that they have. Um, And there is a lot of talk as well about, like, oh, maybe they're going to put turn more things into the special presentations, which it's like, I don't I don't necessarily think that's the answer. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I only I think that's the answer only if we get quicker payoff like is werewolf by night gonna be in the blade movie are you know are they gonna put in ghost rider and have like a team up of like the darker side of marvel it just feels like unless you're giving me that payoff i love the feature presentations like you said but where where do they go eventually (laughs) yeah yeah because i can't see like echo turning into a feature presentation um or like what was the other is secret invasion going to be a tv show or a movie it's a tv show yeah and that's another one where it's like that's a really epic storyline i can't imagine that just being put into a short special presentation so yeah i don't know and then meanwhile then you have ones like was it called armor wars yeah the where that one went from being a TV show to a movie and I'm like a movie with a full on theatrical release. I'm like, maybe that one could be a special presentation. I have no connection (laughs) to that at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So there might be some changes. I'm sure Marvel will keep on being successful no matter what they do. They just have to find their footing after making people sad in phase four, (laughs) even though it was really good. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Ah, speaking of Loki season two being super far away. Um, well, I guess it's not super far away. We're almost to 2023, which is exciting. 
But they have cast a new villain for Loki season (gasps) two. Yes. The actress um, that it's an actress that has been cast and we are still going to have Kang the Conqueror. Uh, We'll have a villainous presence in season two, but there is also a new person and we don't know the character that she's playing yet, but we have had it confirmed that, oh, I'm looking for her name. Why is her name not popping out at me? Um, doo-boo-boo, new cast member. Ah, Katie Dickey. There we go. You might have recognized her from Once Upon a Time when she was breastfeeding a 12-year-old child. Um, But now here she is to be part of the Marvel Universe. (laughs) She was in Game (laughs) of Thrones. Oh. Um, yeah, she was like the the aunt that was like over in the eerie with her weird child, yeah. and but she's going to be in it. Have we have no idea what character she is, but it has been confirmed that she is going to be a villain. So, yay! That's exciting. That's cool. More female villains. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and she. I feel like she plays kind of. I mean, she's really rude in Game of Thrones, so I feel like she could play a good villain. <laughs> I think and we so. have more casting news <gasps> in the world of Daredevil. Did you hear that in Daredevil, Born Again, we're going to have um, from Sopranos, Michael Gandolfini is going to be a major role in it. How do you feel about this? Yay. <laughs> Rachel gave us like, hey, excitement with our hands. <laughs> I think this is great because uh, I'm sure Daredevil works a lot against like the mafia type of people. Mm-hmm. So literally having somebody who carried a <laughs> yeah. show about the mafia, this is great casting. I love this. Yes. I'm personally excited to hear that Daredevil is going to be 18 episodes long. Yeah, they should Yay. make that a special presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for 18 episodes of him. It's going to be great. Um, but people are really excited. Like people, the rumor mill is flying because apparently the contract that Michael Gandolfini signed was for more than just one season of the show. So <gasps> whether that means that he signed a two-season deal, which could be exciting. Or if it just means he could be in other Marvel projects um, that that has the rumor mill going. They're excited. Nice. I'm really hoping for some more She-Hulk <laughs> crossing ah, over to Daredevil. They're yeah. so good together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he just fell out of the sky. I love when he just <laughs> fell out of the sky. <laughs> so and of course, good. everybody liked the walk of shame. Yeah. Yes. So good. Well, um, speaking of shame. Yes. <laughs> the Guardian of the Galaxy 3 trailer's out. Yay. Why is that shameful? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's shameful because it's the last one. <laughs> I'm like, but you know watched it yet? <laughs> <laughs> no we watched it mm-hmm. it looks good um i'm starting to question like is star lord going to survive this movie yeah what how could you question that well there's that shot of them like of drax like carrying his limp body yeah. <laughs> what 
Oh yeah, that scene. <laughs> I, I remember that scene. Um, but yeah, we all knew it had been made really clear that this movie is going to the be, be the end of this team of the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I think there's the clearly the possibility of other Guardians of the Galaxy movies not directed uh, by James Gunn. By James Gunn. And not with this same team, though maybe some people will still be in that team. And maybe that, I think you guys mentioned this uh, last week on the show. Um, like maybe that's why they're bringing in more significance around like, you know, uh, what's her name? Mantis. Mantis. I like your ears. Thank you. <laughs> Mantis being uh, his sister and like kind of giving her a more central role in that uh, holiday thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have other things interesting things that we saw in this trailer like we got our first look at adam warlock yeah he looks really good do you know that every time that i need to find that actor's name because i can never remember it i search eyebrow actor and it comes up every time (laughs) top result william poulter (laughs) i'm like yes (laughs) the eyebrow guy I would like our favorites to know that Rachel has such wonderful ways of remembering actors as the name (laughs) Angsty McNostril Pants. (laughs) I mean, he just flared his nostrils all the time in angst. How could that not be his name? (laughs) But yeah, I don't know a lot about Adam Warlock, but he looks pretty cool and powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's funny is Adam Warlock's biggest known thing in the comics was for his part in the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Like, he was oh. basically, like, the power that was able to stand up to Thanos, and he was the one who kind of got the gauntlet away from Thanos, which drove him also crazy. So there's a bad side of him named Magus. So a lot of people were kind of like, well how are you introducing him after the infinity story then? (laughs) But I mean, we've seen them make other things work. Like when they made Tony Stark be Ultron's creator, Tony Stark had nothing to do with Ultron. That was uh, Hank Pym. So it's its own thing and they make it work and I'm excited. Yeah. Nice. And and we do get to see Gamora in it as well too. Just a snippet of it. So curious to see. So we'll know she's going to be in it. She's back. She's back somehow. Yeah. feel like it was necessarily just a snippet of her. They showed her in multiple scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm like, she is like full on in the movie again. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it seemed like to me. Because <laughs> they did show her that's... like looking at the picture, but then she was there more later. And I was like, wow, she's really hanging around. Okay. <laughs> this isn't flashbacks. <laughs> that seems like a lot to have her like a, acclimating to this new universe but still have a whole other story going on yeah. but they'll make it work they'll probably have that be like a quick like 10 minute opening of the movie mm. and then kind of make jokes around it throughout the rest of the movie mm-hmm. and the world is very excited for baby rocket oh yeah. isn't he cute yeah, yeah. i mm-hmm. want to cuddle his face so <laughs> you know they're gonna put out stuffed animals yeah a hundred percent i need a baby rocket <laughs> stuffed animal he's so cute and um separately we got to see rocket's love interest 
Did you catch that? Uh, no. So in the comics, his love interest is an otter <laughs> named <laughs> Lila. And kind of a rumor. I, this is just a rumor. But how excited would you be if Lila, the love interest of Rocket, was voiced by Lady Gaga? Oh. I would be so excited, and that would make so much sense to reunite Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga in this <laughs> yeah. way. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, so and Lila got- has been in the comics, so I love that they're putting her in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And people, like, aren't just pulling this out of nowhere. I guess there had been, like, a tweet from Film Updates um, in June of 2019 saying that Singer-actress Lady Gaga was in consideration for a role in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which would bring a reunion for her with Bradley Cooper, um, but it was deleted since then. And then a few days later, um, Hollywood Life reported that Gaga and Cooper could work together in the movie, but there is no specific mention of like a role that she would be. And I guess James Gunn is being like really audible and like debunking lots of rumors that are going around that aren't true. And he has been silent on this one. So, oh. and so now I'm going to, yeah. Oh, okay. no, go on. I was just going to say, there's no way for us to know in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be really sad though. Cause there were rumors about her being Emma Frost. There's rumors about her being <laughs> Harley Quinn. So if I don't get my, Lady Gaga as Lila. I'm going to be really sad. I'm going to need some consoling. (laughs) It's going to be a running joke. (laughs) (laughs) And this is how the mutants were introduced. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Well, speaking of mutants, let's go over to Parks and Rec. Yeah. (laughs) Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. So, if you are a SoCal resident, good news for you. Um, In the new year, Disney is bringing back the SoCal resident deal where you can get a cheaper admission ticket to the parks um, here on the West Coast. Um, They start at $73 per person per day, and they can go up to a multi day ticket for three days. And you can even do packages that include uh, Genie Plus. That can go up to $354. They are eligible from January 9th through May 25th. um, But it looks like they're only eligible for weekdays. So just note that. Um, But it is good timing because that that is when around the time when Disney starts to celebrate their Disney 100. And also Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, which debuts January 27th. We'll be there. We'll be there. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, make a reservation for the 27th. You'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I won't. I'm not back to the 31st. Oh. oh. Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, check that out if you live in SoCal and you want to go to the parks and you miss the uh, Magic Key resale. Yeah. <laughs> I totally thought this said new social ticket. I was like, what the hell is a social oh. ticket? <laughs> <laughs> you can, buy you can on only come in if you're very social. <laughs> yes. 
well, while you get your ticket uh, to the so- with the SoCal Pass, you can also check out the Magic Happens Parade. It's coming back, guys. Finally. Yay! <laughs> it's uh, coming back February 24th, um, and it hasn't premiered or it hasn't come out since prior to the pandemic. This was actually, we all saw this when it came out um, pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. So it's exciting for it to come back. Yay! Um, this is the parade with Todrick Hall, who wrote the music, um, and it had like new floats with like Moana, Coco, um, Frozen as well too, or Frozen the sequel. Those scenes. So I'm glad this is back. I've been wanting this to come back for a while, so I'm just so excited for this. Uh, I need to get reservations for that day too. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, that sounds you know like who a had a reservation. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> bye bye, <laughs> He was spotted in the park on, wait, was it yesterday now? I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, two um, days ago now. Oh, two days ago now. So it was Friday. Bob Iger went to Disneyland, and I guess people just like stampeded him they like flocked to him with joyous abandon they were so happy to see him um so i mean it's so interesting to me like that would never happen to chapek he would never enter a park and have people be just overjoyed to see him and so like i think disney has made a good choice like, Which it's weird bringing... to me that you love Chapek so much and you're so physically attracted to him. Like you're the uh, only person, Rachel, that likes uh, him. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so I I love that he's getting out there into the parks, and I love that um, it's really clear that people are really appreciating his presence and are excited to see him because I hope that like gets back to the decision makers like. This is the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not someone moving money around like a fraudster. Stupid uh, G-Pick. <laughs> How do you really like, feel? I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just looking at him, you you like you knew he wasn't a good guy. He didn't he looked like a villain. He looked like a yeah. villain. He looked like a Kingpin. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of other, I think, good decisions, uh, it sounds like if you are in Florida and going on the classic ride, Space Mountain, um, you are no longer allowed to take cameras or phones like and have them out. You have to have them stowed. They have signs everywhere in the lines that are saying like all this stuff must be stowed and like how much do you want to bet that this is because of all the people that have now taken to like live streaming and trying to record to put on like vlogs and have like dropped their camera or phone Mm -hmm. during the ride like how much do you want to bet that that's why this is happening yeah yeah Yeah. and it's dark you can't see anything (laughs) well it's super dark you can't see anything and it's crazy jerky because it is, it is mm-hmm. the Matterhorn, yeah. but in the dark. And, like, it is so, like, it's not like ours where you, like, smoothly go around corners. Oh, no. This is like you smoothly. whip yourself around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you go smoothly in ours. Oh, yeah. Space Mountain, yes. Space yeah. Mountain. I was thinking Matterhorn when you said that. No, no, no. No, exactly. This is, like, the Matterhorn level of, like, being thrust around and having your 
spine thrown out of alignment. Um, so yeah, I think this was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of choices, choices. <laughs> we all know Disney has cho- chosen to uh, reskin the Splash Mountains at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And finally, we have a date specific specifically for Walt Disney World of when the closing date for Splash will be. And Disney announced that it'll be January 22nd at Walt Disney World first. Um, we'll be closing uh, to make way for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yay! Uh, unfortunately, there isn't a timeline yet for the Disneyland version of when that's closing, but we do know that both will be opening sometime in 2024. So we can probably assume that the one in Orlando will be opening up before uh, the one at Disneyland. Um, but to go with the, this announcement as well, too, they did release um, additional artwork for uh, the ride itself or for the Tiana ride. Um, and it looks cool. I mean, nothing too crazy that they're releasing, but it does show the boats going through the bayou with a band of critters playing music, um, playing instruments, mm-hmm. and then Tiana kind of welcoming um, the guests to go through the bayou. So really cool. Um, I'm excited for this, and I'm glad that we have. We're inching closer to a timeline of when we can see this. I wonder Yay. if there's just closing sooner, too, because of all the issues with yeah. the boats. They need extra time to fix <laughs> those <true>. boats. Yeah. <laughs> everything's sinking (laughs) and they're waiting for me to come back and see my favorite song one more time before they close down splash mountain in california they're like we're gonna wait until after january 31st so rachel now that we allowed her to get her magic key (laughs) (laughs) finally we let her (laughs) we only made her wait for eight hours online (laughs) three in the morning three in the morning it was too late too late I heard worse. Uh, My friend's friend, I think, got on at like 7 p.m., I want to say, or 8 p.m., and didn't get called until the next day. (laughs) I mean, but that was his choice. Eight hours, that takes you into the next day. I got on like at lunchtime or something. It was crazy. No, it was after lunchtime. But it was 3 in the morning. Like, I woke, I don't even know it was meant to be because it said that I had more than an hour in line. So I was like, I'm going to set an hour alarm clock for a nap. And I laid down to take my nap and my alarm rang. I turned it off and I turned around and it was like, you're in it. You're like in now. And you (laughs) only had 10 minutes to buy. So I don't know when it flipped over to me being in the room, but like thank God I set that alarm for an hour and actually woke up when it went off. Otherwise, so it was meant to be. It was meant to be yeah. for me to get a pass. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. Yeah, because I was not expecting them to only go on sale for like a day and then go away again, which is crazy. And, and to not even announce that it was going to go on sale. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rachel, would you like to take us into our covered Disney for this week out of all the options you left down here? <laughs> I have so many options. Um. I think I'm going to go with Kermit is my boyfriend. (laughs) So as we all know, the amazingly talented Taylor Swift has recently uh, released her Midnight's album. And on that, she has a song that there is now a um, parody going around on TikTok where they've changed it 
to uh, Kermit is my boyfriend, and it's just a good fun time. So take a listen. Kermit is my boyfriend. Kermit is a frog. Kermit is a little green amphibian. Kermit's living in the swamp. Kermit's in space. He's an astronaut. Sweet like honey. Kermit with a hat. Sipping on tea because he loves tea. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and Kermit vibe like that. What a good fun time that was. Thank yeah. you for bringing that into our lives. You're welcome. Though I feel like it would have been better if like Miss Piggy was singing it, but that's okay. That's fine. I guess they're broken so, up right now. So Are they? I don't know. Are they? They're always on again, off again. I can't tell what they that's are. That's true. That's true. She's a flighty pig. <laughs> Hard to work with. <laughs> So we're going to get into some spoilers about Willow episode one and two, and then we're going to talk about our favorite moment for this week. Cool. So these episodes just released this past Wednesday, and they were called The Gales, and episode two is called The High Aldwin. So basically, Willow has had a new premonition about Alora continuing to need to vanquish evil, so she's put into hiding to the point where she doesn't even know she's a lore at this point. And we focus more on, uh, I just forgot her name, but she's now the queen. She's the Kit. princess in the movie. Oh, oh what, not her. Sorsha. Sorsha. Yeah, now she's Queen Sorsha. Her mom was the evil that was vanquished in the first movie, and she switched sides. What's really kind of funny, though, is even though the show takes place 20 years later, it's been 35. Four years since the first one came out. So all these four actors are like almost double the age that they yeah. first appeared. So um, it works. I mean, she looks good. She does still look really yeah. good. And unfortunately, Mad Mardigan, who was played by Val Kilmer, has died in the show. So he went to go hide Alora, and we don't know exactly what happened to him. But this is because Val Kilmer did not want to come back. So this is the way they kind of addressed it. Oh. Because I was wondering if he was actually going to be dead. Because they were kind of talking about, like, well, do you know that's what happened? So, I don't know. I feel like they're leaving a weird opening. Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, there's going to be a special appearance by Val Kilmer. If they're recasting him if we're going to find out more about his death later, if he did die. But yeah, it's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. I mean, talking about actors aging, like, I I don't know that he aged the best. Yeah, (laughs) he did not. (laughs) (laughs) He looks more than 20 years older. (laughs) Yeah. So what are we liking about the show in these first two episodes? Um, Well, I I mentioned it before. I I do like how it's more, it feels more modern because obviously there's the special effects, but also just like all the jokes that they added in there. It was very like, it felt kind of like Star Wars type jokes that they usually add, especially in the recent movies. Um, And it's also just more like, I mean, we have like a same sex couple, which is cool to see um, in like this type of genre type show. So yeah. Totally. I will say before they kind of revealed who, um, 
who Laura Dannon was. I thought maybe it was going to be Erin Kellyman's character because she had red hair. <laughs> and yeah, the baby had I thought red so hair. too. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be her. But then it wasn't. And then I was a little bit bummed. But I mean, Dove is still lovely. <laughs> uh, Dove <laughs> become Alora. Um, Ellie Bambar, she's funny um, and adorable and cute. But I was a little bit sad because I thought it would have been interesting to have, like, a person of color in that main role. So, Yeah. And speaking of, so we do have Tony Revolori, who to me has been a standout. He plays um, Flash Thompson in uh, the Spider-Man movies, the Tom Holland ones. So he plays Prince Graydon. So he has come to marry the daughter of Sorsha, but the daughter of Sorsha is kind of like, I like clam chowder. <laughs> Kit loves clam chowder. <laughs> so uh, actually, Alan has an interesting theory about him. His character is Prince Graydon. So we think, well, well, we've we've come up with our theory now. But we think with the older Middle Eastern guy with the long hair, they're purposely like trying to make him look like, oh, maybe we shouldn't trust him. But Alan thinks that Prince Graydon may be untrustworthy and he may betray our merry band at some point. What do you think of this theory, Rachel? Why? Why would you <laughs> I like him. But I thought you liked him. <laughs> <laughs> they liked you. <laughs> yeah, like he was so like kind of awkward. There was that moment where like yeah. the dad like whispered stuff to him before he was like, I will go too. But I don't know. He seems so like, I just want to live my life. I do what I have to do. Also, I read yeah. a lot. So I have skills <laughs> in reading. Um, but yeah, that would make me sad. Good. I hope it happens. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, um, cause when you really think about the first movie with the Laura Dannon being like the good that will, um, felled queen Bavmorda, mm-hmm. she really doesn't do anything. She's a baby. It's like the actions yeah. that happen around her that defeat the she queen. Exists. Yeah, she exists. Yeah. So I like how in this one we find out she does have a purpose. Like maybe she will physically like take down evil at some point in this, which would be cool to bring about that prophecy. Yeah. Or maybe she'll just die in a battlefield. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where did you get that from? (laughs) So I also like... Yeah, yeah, episode two. I like Willow's story so far. So he's now the high Alduin, who in the movie was like kind of the bumbling old man. So now we kind of see Willow as the bumbling old man who's not quite in tune with magic. He's having this this premonition Rachel mentioned of Alora dying on the battlefield. So that's like the thing that's keeping him away from his potential probably is his fear that this is going to happen. So... I like this as a story element. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's cute how he's just like, he's like the Yoda right now with Alora, like teaching her the spells. And I love how she mispronounces all the spells too during, <laughs> during it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I really I, liked this episode. I liked um, 
it was really funny seeing the when they were in the underground area with all um, the Nelwins, are they called? Are they called mm-hmm. Nelwins? Um, Nelwins? Like how he was really trying to sell like the whole thing to them and they like demanded the finger test and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yours, yours. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really cute and fun and um definitely hope that Alora doesn't have to die. I hope we can somehow avoid that. Um, yeah. And we did see that she actually has the power inside of her. Cause she yeah. made the thing grow. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this. I think so far, um, from what I saw, it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's being received very well, which makes me happy because I feel like Willow, even by people of our age is not the most recognizable movie. So it makes me happy that like it's getting its due justice now in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't watched the movie, you can watch it on Disney Plus before you watch this. Or they do give you like a mini summary at the very beginning of the TV show where they're like, it's from uh, Sorsha's point of view. And she kind of gives you a quick recap of everything. I love how she's like, and then there was Mad Martigan, a scoundrel, da da da. I married him. <laughs> like, that was a horrible choice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Rachel, do you want to know something fun? Yeah. Queen Bev Morda. I don't know if you recognize her. The, I was like, she seems very familiar. And then I saw her name. And I was like, I know who she is. She was a uh, villain in another Disney movie. She Ooh. was Princess Mombi in The Return to Oz. <laughs> amazing (laughs) yeah and it's funny too because much like i feel like a lot of actors like um giancarlo esposito for example he plays the most evil people but gene marsh just like him seems like the nicest person like when you see pictures of her she's always all smiles and all giddy (laughs) oh that's wonderful Yeah. yeah i will say in the second episode also we saw like flashbacks to like kind of fill in the time after the movie and before where we're set now, where Willow like went to tell the queen that like he wanted to train her. And what was with the way she was so mean to him, like telling him that he wasn't a great and powerful wizard. Like, yeah, I don't know. Did that make you like really sad? I was like, didn't he like save things? He had the wand and, and stuff came like, he helped, like, save everything. Why is she not trusting him? I was very confused by that. You know what it was? It was that goatee. That goatee on him was terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't it trust was. him either. <laughs> it was. Instantly not trustworthy. He right. Have you seen South Park? Child. That's how you know they're the evil ones <laughs> from the other dimension. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. Oh. Cool. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I could tell Alan was excited with the show, too, because he's already like, when does the next one come out? (laughs) I know. I was like, only two right now. (laughs) I need more. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Anything else before we move on to our favorite moment? I don't think so. No. All right. Who wants to go first? 
Okay, I will. <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. So my friend Natasha gave me my Christmas present early. Oh. And for my favorite moment, I'm going to show you. It's the Hocus Pocus tarot deck. Oh. Isn't it beauteous? It is. I totally and saw I really that. love. I really love that Max is the fool. <laughs> Makes sense. He did light yes. the candle and was a virgin. <laughs> this is actually, I told her, this is something I was considering getting you at one time. So the fact that she got it for me, she got it right. She got it right. She did good. <laughs> yeah, I think I've lit, seen that like shortly before I left. I was in a bookstore and I was like, what? Just have a tarot deck. That's fun. Is the art nice? It is, but now I have to decide: Do I do the villains, the Disney villains tarot deck that Jesse got me, or do I do the Hocus Pocus tarot deck that Natasha got me? Oh. Or do you do the Sailor Moon tarot deck? Yeah, that someone else. Because those got ones you. are beautiful too. <laughs> wow. No, I do. Those were oh my, my go-to. Until I got the villains one, and I had to question Sailor Moon or villains, but now I have to question Sailor Moon or villains or Hocus Pocus. I have to learn all three. I know. My mom, I put, like, a tarot deck on my thing, not a specific one, but on my, like, Christmas list. I'm like, if you see a tarot deck that reminds you of me, and she's like, don't you have, like, at least one? And I'm like, yes, and I want more. (laughs) (laughs) I want more decks. Yes. I, I remember my favorite moment. Okay. Okay. My favorite moment was that on Friday, I went and I went to a falconry center and like basically went on walks with like birds of owls and birds of prey in the woods. And then also like I flew a bald eagle um, and all sorts of stuff. I saw really that. cool. <laughs> but. One of the birds that we went and flew, her name was Rogue, and she was a red-tailed hawk, and she was named Rogue after the best X-Men character in the guy that raised her. Um, He's like, yeah, I named her after the best X-Men character. I was like, yes! Wow. (laughs) Yes! Yes. (laughs) She was majestic and wonderful, and her name was Rogue. (laughs) We do talk very lovingly of Rogue on Solving for X, where Kevin and I are going through the whole X-Men animated series. Oh, as you should. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, My favorite moment is probably, so our friend Victoria uh, was kind enough to have us over Company D, the cast member store. And I've been having my eye on the um, Hungry Hungry Hippos <laughs> Jungle Cruise version. Um, and they had it over there for 50% off. Uh, so I got it. And I haven't played it yet, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, and it'll be fun. Yay! Yay. Yeah. I What's feel like good I hurt myself. Right time. <laughs> I huh? hurt myself when I play that game because you get so low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets intense. It gets uh. really intense. <laughs> Cool. Well, since I already gave one of mine, uh, that's where you could find me, Solving for X, are on uh, Words of the Witches, where Kevin and I are right now going through season nine, which is the Charmed comic books, and we're having a blast doing it. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, 
And you can also find us on Once Upon a Cult. Um, currently, we are on a break. Um, a so sabbatical. Sabbatical. <laughs> so if you do want to catch up, now's the chance um, to watch all the other 80, how many episodes? We're at 89. 89 episodes. And I'm about to drop the bonus episode of The Millerites, which Victoria and I did in season one. Yeah. So check that out. And then you can find me on A Real Bodice Ripper, a podcast about romance novels and how they are delicious, but also problematic. We are also on a little bit of a hiatus because, like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm traveling. (laughs) I'm traveling and I'm doing a class and stuff. But um, there's some fun episodes to check out and we will do it again soon. (laughs) And now it is one in the morning where you are, Rachel. Yay! It is! It's time for me to go to bed. Well, thank you for taking the time to be with us now that it was able to work out. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye!